Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, Meet Your Congregation. We are here with our friend Ryan. Ryan, what's your last name? Is it Remington? Remington. Remington. Yeah. Like the gun? Yeah. Yeah. Or sewing machine. Sewing machine, that's better. Yeah. For us nonviolence people. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to start out with just asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do. Yeah. Uh, I'm 35 years old. I work at a coffee shop. Um, I'm an ex-bartender. Um, I stole Jay Baker's idea uh, <laughs> to uh, run a church in a bar. Um, I, uh, I've got a book coming out shortly through Choir Publishing. Nice. Uh, wow. I've got my own podcast. So, yeah. What's your book and podcast called? Uh, the book's going to be called Thomas Predestined. Uh, the podcast is called The Table at Cana. Cool. So yeah. Thomas predestined mm-hmm. like the old, the biblical Thomas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The book deals with, uh, kind of like me leaving faith and coming back into it after about a decade, uh, me getting arrested, spending time in jail, me going to a mental institution for a little while. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's, Sounds like an uplifting a good book. Time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it true? I thought I saw on your Instagram too that you preach sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what yeah. is there a denomination that you normally associate with? Uh, no. Um, the church that I am currently attending, um, I use that term pretty loosely, um, is a non-denominational church. Okay. So yeah, I, I speak there, and then um, the table at Cana, the bar ministry that I do, I speak there. Awesome. Right on. What is your podcast about? Uh, I mean, it's just, it's conversations with random people. Uh, we just talked to, uh, Chris Rochelle from listener uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, cool, man. Uh, my buddy, uh, Brandon Thrasher and I, uh, have spent the, uh, the past couple of weeks talking about, uh, spiritual trauma. Um, he's working on a, um, I don't know, kind of an essay, pretty lengthy, uh, paper, uh, for fun about, uh, connecting spiritual trauma to PTSD and then wrapping it all in the language of a haunted house. Oh, wow. Um, that sounds cool. So, yeah, that sounds really, it's right very now. interesting. Awesome. That's cool. You're yeah. a listener fan, man. I, I love listeners so much. I think the second talk I ever gave a revolution, I, I quoted wooden heart for like the, the last <laughs> part of the, of the talk. Yeah, man. It's uh, uh wooden heart, um, uh, might be top 10 records for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that that album is just amazing for sure. So nice. seatbelt hands reminds me so much of my mother in a weird way. Okay. So yeah. cool, man. Very cool. I think like that's kind of what we yeah. do at Revolution is, is try to take. I always tell Jay we like, we've got this shipwreck that's called Christianity and we're just trying to build something out of the <laughs> out of the remains. Yeah. And we, we talk about like why do we keep doing this? What are, you know what are we trying to do here? And I feel like that's kind of kind of sums it up as. We've got something really broken, and we're just trying to make something work out of it. But yeah. I keep thinking about it. Um, I'm going through this weird thing currently where I'm looking at the individual versus the corporate. Um, kind of growing up like in the hardcore DIY punk rock scene. Um, you know, looking at the individual's always been the most important thing. So to couch that in religious language, it's it's about personal salvation, is what we're told, and that's becoming more and more bullshit to me. 
Right. Um, it's a communal thing. It's 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 about the, the the people that you surround yourself with and how uh, in that community we find salvation. Um, so yeah, something like Wooden Heart, for example, like the shipwreck. There's there's people on that shipwreck, and it's that's who builds the thing together. It's not Dan building the thing. You know, it's it's everybody. So I like that. Yeah, it's takes a takes a village mm-hmm. definitely um caleb's definitely helped out a lot having him here um i was kind yeah. of flying solo for a while and i'm surprised you know I and mean, i had some help with some of my my buddy palo but he lived out of town so it was kind of crazy trying to keep the church afloat so you know when you have other people taking part and being part of it and sharing the vision and you know it's pretty cool yeah i mean i know yeah, that man. sounds churchy but whatever so I mean I got a question Ryan why why do you why do you listen uh, what 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 draws you in to to revolution uh, I mean you got your own podcast it, your own church you go to church yeah um, I found out about you specifically uh, from the Sundance docu series One Punk Under God yeah uh, back in what was that two thousand six um, and I've kind of followed I mean you ever since then. Um, when I came back into my, my faith, as it were, um, one of the things that I did is I, I, I sat down with a bunch of people from my past and I asked them three questions. Uh, the first one, um, why is the virgin birth important? Yeah. The second one, why is the resurrection important? Um, and the third one is my wife going to hell? Um, and I never found an answer to any of those questions that really resonated with me. With, mm. You know, I talked to 15, 20 different like pastors from, uh, my youth and, um, Oh, I was scrolling through podcasts one day. I connected with a, um, uh, a guy online, Mason Manega. He's up at Solomon's port. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know him. yeah. He was on another podcast that we do called uh, sacred collective. He was, he was actually on that podcast too. So yeah. Uh, connected with him on the internet, uh, connected with a dude named Ryan Cagle, uh, on the internet as well. He's from Alabama and started talking to them about these three questions, uh, listening to both of their podcasts, um, and revolution popped up. Oh, weird. And, uh, as like a, you might also like, oh, really? um, so it, it just so happened, um, that it was the Galatians series again, again, um, and again, and again. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I sat down and listened to that, and then went back through uh, and listened to a handful of other episodes, and I found myself just bawling my eyes out, hmm. um, and kind of finding the solace that I wasn't anywhere else, uh, finding oh. community that I wasn't anywhere else. We, a lot of times, um, so I've been looking for positions within vocational ministry for the past couple of years. Um, and it's weird when I started searching, I had, you know, 30 hills that I would die on, right? Right. Um, these huge theological things that fuck you if you didn't agree. Uh, I apologize if cursing is not allowed. No, it's okay. Um, no one fucking curses on this goddamn <laughs> podcast. I, I know, right? Um, then turn around and you know over time that's come down to you know these these handful of very important issues for me um and 
the church that I attend regularly, that I speak at regularly uh, or semi-regularly, um, I, I don't agree with them theologically. And I keep trying to hold on to this idea that it's okay to disagree, that disagreement among the body mm. is acceptable. Um, yeah. But it's hard, um, you know, and, and hearing voices like yours, hearing people that are willing to be open uh, with their hurt uh, with their suffering. Mm. Um, you know, I keep looking at, um, what is that? Ecclesiastes, uh, where, a, um, the, the, the speaker, no, it's in Psalms. Uh, it's one of the Psalms. Uh, the speaker's talking about God coming down into Sheol with him. Um, mm. and <clears throat> how I, I, I think that we do a real shit job of entering into, death with people basically um Mm. and you kind of inviting listeners into your divorce um and into your um the shit that you go through in life um that's that's you asking god into sheol in the form of another human being um and that resonates that's what i need thanks man i had somebody the other day tell me i was whiny no. Literally, send me an Instagram really? to tell me that I was whiny that they listened to me talk about me and God and my divorce, and then I needed to move on. So the compassion yeah. continues. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. at least they're listening. So you know, <laughs> I like how you said that, man. About uh, God, does God kind of descending with you in the form of another human? I think that's yeah. really a really beautiful kind of way to to uh, elaborate on the metaphor of the body of Christ. You know. Yeah. Like if we are the body, then we have to be the hands. We have to be the, you know, we have to, we have to, you know, go go through the shit with each other. And if that is God to you, then then great, you know. I think that's really yeah. really eloquently put. Thank you. It's it's always um, interesting to me when like you just mentioned like oh it's good community you know and I'm like how do online listeners experience community mm-hmm. in our in our. I mean, this is what we're trying to do with this right. and what we're trying to do with yeah. Meet Your Congregation on Instagram. Um, you know, it's interesting to me that people find find it to be a community even when it's an online church. I mean, when we first started, there weren't podcasts. It was just we were putting yeah. them on the computer and I don't even know where we were putting them at the time. I remember we were recording them from cassette straight on the computer. Yeah. So it was weird. No, I think that Anytime, and I found this to be true in my life, um, anytime you open up and you say, I'm, I'm hurting, right? Anytime you, yeah. you share that vulnerability, um, you invite other people into your life. And that's, mm. that's where and how community starts. Um, Mark Maron is one of the most successful podcasters and comedians on the planet because yeah. he walks on stage and he says, this is what fucking hurts. Yeah. Um, and everybody in that audience, everybody that listens to him, they find an in in that pain. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm in a weird place now to where, um, you know, financially, emotionally, um, relationally, like I'm in a better place than I've ever been. Great. Um, and I don't know how to do well, well. Um, <laughs> Me either, brother. <laughs> I'm just starting to feel a little hope and I don't know what to do with it. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm not sleeping right now because I'm waiting on the next shoe to drop. I'm just laying in bed, having, you know, anxiety tossing and turning all night because when's it all going to fucking come falling apart. Right. So, well, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, here's hope. I mean, it's going to come. I mean, something's going to come, but hopefully it won't be a horrible disaster. Yeah. And maybe you'll be yeah. better equipped, hopefully, you know, to to maybe even just take the blows, not even to dodge yeah. the blows, but maybe just to to take them a little bit, you know, more in stride, I guess. Than I mean, I've gotten time. better at drawing boundaries and being me, you yeah. know, and not worrying, not giving up my my own will and my own desires anymore that i i used to just give away so easily and now i yeah. or my even my convictions you know what i mean it was like yeah. what do you think about this and what do you think about that and then i would like take polls and i stopped mm-hmm. taking polls you know um it's one of those things that you really hope you can hold on to i always try to make sure that i'm not falling back into that so when i do go through the next hell it won't be yeah. uh, hopefully it will, at least the next hell won't be a making of my own and um that's been a lot of my, my past is I've, I've kind of helped create that, you know? Oh yeah. Um, I've definitely created hell for myself and for others around me. I mean, I've been a real shit dude for most of my life. Um, but the, the, the thing that I'm starting to realize, um, and at the risk of sounding like a real asshole, hopefully you're realizing too, in, in, in doing the, the meet your congregation stuff. I mean, there are people that are, are able to hold me up when I can't hold myself mm. up. You know, it's, mm-hmm. um, I've got people that are willing to stand at the entrance of my tomb and, and call for me to come out and cry over me. Yeah. Um, and you got the same thing. Mm. Oh, thanks. So, wow. he's, uh, yeah, these meets congregations are, uh, we've only done two now, but I, I, they definitely hit me in the, in the ticker, man. um, so uh, I guess one of my questions would be, and you may have already answered this, but um, what would you tell others if you were telling somebody about revolution, you know, um, what would you tell them? I mean, because so, this might be somebody's first listen. They might have just clicked on this one and because this is, you know, comes right after a sermon. So, yeah, you know, um, yeah. So for me, I don't know uh, what to tell yeah. anybody. <laughs> The important thing to, to, to know about revolution um, is really the heart of it, uh, or at least what I perceive the heart of it to be, Where, for me, where it started. Um, and, and that was a guy uh, or a group of people um, who kind of felt disenfranchised by how things were, um, who were tired of towing the tradition line for Tadrissan's sake. Um, mm-hmm. And so... They wanted to connect. They wanted to connect with real people where they were. They wanted, you know, to, to climb into Sheol yeah. with other people. Um, and so they did that in a bar. Uh, and then that moved and you moved. And um, the big older gentleman from Atlanta, uh, you guys drifted apart, I'm guessing. Stu. Uh, Stu. Yeah. 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 We, we haven't chatted in a while. Um. And there's a, there's a passion, there's a drive, there's a, um, you get this a lot with people who fuck up, um, or people who feel like they are fuck ups, um, that they go to extreme lengths to kind of right wrongs from their past that will never be rectified. Um, Mm. and so I've seen at least, uh, in kind of the sermons, um, and seeing your stuff on the internet and stuff that you finally come to a place to realize where you've poured yourself past empty. 
um, and you need to be able to be filled so you can be empty again. Yeah. Uh, going back to listener for you, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. But I, I think with revolution, um, you know, you, you have your kids that fill you, you've got, uh, a, a support system, um, and a shit ton of Matt Haig books, apparently. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. He's very perceptive. I, I do. He's, I like him. That, that fill you, um, and in turn, you're able to kind of expose um, weaknesses, vulnerabilities, things about you, and and pour that out in front of people so that they can connect, they can be filled, and then turn around and do that on uh, the communities that they're in through the week. So that's that's the thing about revolution that I love is mm-hmm. um, it's it's progress, it's growth, it's 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 evolution, it's wanting to meet people where they are but understanding that you have to be well to do that on some level. Definitely feeling growing pains right now. Yeah. I kind of have a follow-up question to what you were asking, Jay. Um, Ryan, I'm curious, would, would you see a, and this is a genuine question. This isn't like a setup at all. I'm just, I'm just genuinely curious. Would you see a place for revolution in the life of someone who doesn't have, a religious background or who hasn't been abused or hurt by the church. Cause I think I know that our entire physical congregation, and I think we're also finding out the majority of our online congregation has a history of being hurt by church. Do we have a place for people who don't even speak Christianese or who haven't been traumatized by it? Like I'm not even looking for it for a way for us to get in with those people. I'm just curious if we would even have a place with that demographic. I think you do at some point. Um, I think, I think you go that direction, um, at some point I was actually, I meet with this, um, very old interim pastor for the PC USA, uh, once every other week, his name is Pat. He's the sweetest man in the world, but we had the same conversation about table at Cana today. Mm, Um, does, does Cana exist outside of, uh, hurt? Does it exist Mm. outside of pain? Um, and at some point, yes, it, it, it gets to that place. Um, but I think because that's kind of where it started, mm-hmm. um, that's always going to be a, a very big aspect of it. I, I see the same thing with revolution that you guys, um, you guys are hurt people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're trying to work through that. You're trying to, to deal with that tangibly. And, uh, you know, people who experience chaos carry that with them and, and others are drawn to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jay's got a really great way of speaking about the things that he's for rather than speaking about the things that he's against. Um, and that positive spin on shit uh, will draw you guys out of that chaos at some point. So, yeah, I see it happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. As far as the people that haven't gone through the church thing. Fuck. Yeah. Um, you guys are open, you're affirming, you're vulnerable, you're honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how many times has Jay talked about, look, I can't fucking pay rent. Like I got to find a part-time job, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to hear uh, a, a pastor <laughs> on a Sunday talk about like, yeah. well, shit, uh, <laughs> don't know how I'm going to pay the light bill this month. Um, that's true. N- no one outside of the church pretends to be put together. It's only assholes in the church right. that, that pretend that they've got shit together. That's so true. that's going to draw people. Yeah, in, definitely. It's just, I think it's just kind of tricky using the format 
the established format of you know of quote unquote church or of Christianity when we have like no interest in quote unquote saving souls. We we don't even a lot of us don't believe in souls. You know, and yeah. so there's when there's no conversion motivator there, when there's no altar call and things like that, it's just weird to use that same language and that same format and to stick with that. It's just a it's 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 just a, a weird trajectory, I think. So you guys are at least passing out the uh, the twenty dollar looking tracks, right? <laughs> like when you go to restaurants or bars, you yeah, they look like a twenty dollar bill. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how else are people, you know, gonna gonna escape the the throes of hell? Right, right. Unless they play that thirty second prayer. Do you think you're a good person? <laughs> I remember uh. finding one in a bathroom in a bar when I was drinking and thinking that God must have put it there for me. <laughs> Maybe I, she my did. first job. Yeah, <laughs> I I refused to work on Sundays because people would come from church, uh, and that's what they would tip. No, but it was a huge fuck you. Yeah, yeah, no, it's insane. Christians are some of the worst tippers in the world. And my first wife was, you know, worked in, in the waiting industry, and it was awful. You know, she'd come home yeah. cr- crying. You know, so I used to have a lot of sermons about tipping. Mm-hmm. My dad still talks to tells people to tip well. Mm. So That's there's good. one good thing we agree on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that and sweet five gallon bucket. Yeah. Oh, I've had boy. a few. Uh, they usually go straight to Goodwill. But, yeah. Um, I got another question. Um, and I, I guess I'll try to wrap it up. But um, this is uh, – think critically here. Um, you know, because we're always looking at ways we can do things better. Um, Caleb's brought in some new stuff to the table, which has been nice. I feel like he's trying to reform revolution, which is weird because I always thought revolution was reforming the church. And then I feel like I bring in somebody here who's like, <laughs> you know, we're a wreck. There is no God. Am I going like, wait yeah. a second, slow down. We're uh, a wreck. Don't, don't nail anything on the wall yet. A wreck, a shipwreck. Oh, okay. we're a, wreck. Okay. a shipwreck. Okay. Um, but um, Quickly. Before you jump into that nailing things on the wall, I got arrested at 17 for vandalism when I typed up my 95-point thesis and oh, nailed nice. it to the no open way. door in my church. Yeah, that's that's how shit started for me. So, anyway. That's, wow. Pretty, yeah. pretty cool, pretty actually. Cool. Um, what could we do to make revolution better? I mean, that's just a simple question, I guess. Um, but trying to constantly think of, you know, what are ways that we can make this uh, a better community or a better better uh mm-hmm. what what would what could we do that would make you get more out of what we can uh provide you i guess or is what that, could we do weird? less of yeah or do less of, yeah, right <laughs> uh i mean less of jay obviously yeah um, if we could pay people there would be way less jay <laughs> if we could pay caleb it would be no jay it would just be i would be his assistant no um i think that uh was it dan uh, who brought up the idea of kind of some sort of uh, like yearly get together on a Greyhound bus? Yeah, um, that is that's just a kick-ass idea. I mean, uh, I'd take the sixteen-hour trip up to um, see you guys to do that. Um, Pretty cool. Yeah, that would be cool. I. I I am not a marketing guy, so I don't understand that aspect of things, like how to draw more people, how to get more people involved. Um, I don't get it. I think that you're 
kind of doing things well. Yeah, um, in the sense that um, you're doing what you can do, right? You're being as honest as you can. You're being as open as you can. Um, I, I would like to see Caleb featured a little bit more personally. Nice. That's nice. That's nice to hear. Um, so I really, um, I, you know, I subscribe to Caleb's podcast. Um, and, I, and I like when he pops up on Revolution for the, the services. Um, I, getting more voices out there. Yeah. Um, you know, people of color, women, uh, those from the LGBTQIA plus community, um, you know, getting some of their voices heard. Seems like we were a lot better at that when we were in Brooklyn, you know. Um, but also we were doing a lot better financially. So, you know, I, I hate asking people to speak and being like, yeah, I get to speak and uh, we have nothing for you. But when I go speak, I don't speak for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of a yeah. weird thing to do. But, I mean, we've been lucky enough to have a few folks who were willing mm-hmm. to come out and speak for us. You know, uh, in the next couple of weeks we have an atheist yeah, have- friend of ours coming to speak and – you know, Lawrence has come and spoke. We're going to have Lawrence back again. So we've had a few, a few uh, really great people come and speak for us. But, yeah, that's, you know, something we need to work on. Well, if you want a, a pudgy, heavily tattooed uh, white guy with a shitty beard uh, crash <laughs> on somebody's couch and speak, I'm down. We'd love to have uh, you speak, man. That would be fantastic. Be excellent. But, I, 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 like I said, I think that even people in your congregations, like, you know, um, I don't know what your your physical congregation makeup is. I know what the Midwest is. Yeah. Um, so it's probably going to be pretty Midwestern. Mm-hmm. Um, Over half of our regular congregants are, you know, queer, LGBT, LGBTQIA+. Um, the other thing, um, reach out to other faith communities. Yeah. Uh, like Danny Prada is doing a lot in Florida by, um, he has a mom's come and speak at uh, his church uh, in Florida, um, kind of bridging the gap between, uh, Islam and Christianity. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, uh, just find different communities to, to connect with, um, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Our buddy Kurt has been taking me, he took me to a Buddhist event and he got, oh, he, fuck yeah. yeah. And he's trying to get me to go to the Satanist thing, but I keep having the kids, the kids keep protecting me from Satan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and he does all this stuff, and I think people are often shocked when we go like, "Yeah, you want to come talk at Revolution?" And they're like, "Well, I don't believe that, or I don't think that." You know, and you're like, I, yeah. "Exactly." Yeah, you know, right. that's that's kind yeah. of the point. We is, barely do ourselves. You know, we're trying. We're not trying to indoctrinate anybody. You know, I think that's the hardest thing about having my kids at the church is I don't want them to be indoctrinated. You know. Yeah, I was very cognizant of. I didn't want to create an echo chamber when I made or when I started doing Table at Cana. So I speak once every three months. Oh wow! Um, and I bring other people in to speak, and it's thirty minutes of teaching, an hour of discussion, typically. Um, oh, that's cool. But that was my thing: is is I, I want as many perspectives as possible because uh, mine isn't the right one. Yeah. Uh, mm. I had my wife speak, and she's uh, like her family is Roma, um, <clears throat> and she kind of talked about. This, this weird universalistic, um, the rabbits are as important as fucking people and trees and raccoons. Right. Um, and that was weird. <laughs> and Midwest Christians uh, kind of shit themselves a little over that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, just, I, I continue to do what you're doing and, and bring other voices in. 
I'd love to do that because honestly, I'm feeling a little burnt out. I'm going through a huge transition with my theology right now and mm-hmm. kind of going from a more probably traditional ELCA Lutheran kind of foundational belief system to more mm-hmm. of a radical theology ideas and thoughts, you know, kind of Caputo and Pete Rollins and people like that. So a lot of changes going on and it would be great to have other people, especially now, because I'm just like, I can barely get something in and then I have to get it right back out again too. So not just on an idea of just giving people other voices, but also at the same time, it's like burnout, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I was raised with this idea that if you're the pastor, you got to, you know, you got to work hard. And especially since it's Sunday, you can't miss a Sunday. The Sundays are sacred and all this crap, you know, and it's like taking those program tapes out of your brain and just letting go can be hard the bat half the battle the sad thing is is this conversation is more sacred than a Sunday. Right. so well we've had some great um uh, afterglows uh, revolution with what we call our talk afterwards yeah and i think the last three or four have been really mm, slamming yeah, totally. yeah. Um, are those easy for you to access by the way while we're talking about like stuff that we can do better are they easy to find um <clears throat> i thought at one point um, they were pretty easy. I haven't seen them pop up in a while. Okay, I'm checking podcasts real quick to see. Um, yeah, they're not popping up. Okay, that's something I can work on. All right, cool. Well, man, I appreciate your time and I appreciate what you're doing. And uh, your feedback's been awesome. It's been really encouraging to hear what you have to say. Yeah, and uh, you know. It's tough doing doing this stuff. You know, it's tough yeah. putting it out there online. We have a tiny congregation in 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 person, and then this larger congregation online. Um, but you'd be surprised about how much feedback we don't get. You know, and you start yeah. to go like, "Well, are those just accidental clicks?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or so is anybody listening? Their, their you know, subscription or something? And um, yeah, you know, is it all good? But uh, so this is this has been uh, extremely affirming to hear, and uh, even even saying you know well I'll get more diverse speakers and more people like that. I mean that's affirming to hear as well because yeah you know this isn't supposed to be a one man show um, yeah you know so I appreciate that and appreciate what you do and and I hope you can make it here to Minneapolis and 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 talk for us. That would be awesome. Yeah, man. So any, thank any, you guys. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you so much, man. <laughs> you, you've been you've been very encouraging and flattering and eloquent, and we. It's good to to see a face to face, even if it is over a screen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, well, thank you guys. Yeah, You're welcome. Thank Thanks, you, Ryan. Right, take care. See you. Bye. Bye. That was a post Christian podcast. <laughs>